0: We are live, we are live, we're live on Facebook. Hello, hello, everyone. Hello, uh-huh. everyone here on Zoom and hello on Instagram. Welcome, welcome to Warriors of Light Show. Today, we're here with the radiant, ever radiant Coco Coco yes. <laughs> welcome, Coco, and everyone. Thank you for joining us.
1: Hi Coco Joy.
0: Hello Coco.
1: Okay, I hope it behaves now. Sorry, we changed the position of the Wi-Fi router before we started, so we've taken things back to the way they were. So hopefully, nothing happens.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I was
1: sorry about like, that. Oh
0: my god. <laughs> it does happen. <laughs> okay. Thank you everyone for for being patient. Uh, today yes Coco okay how are we feeling I feel like we we should start with like a brief grounding just Mm -hmm. so we can calm down and allow the energies to settle right absolutely so uh, yeah so let's do that let's come back to self and close our eyes wherever we are And take a deep breath in and out. And we're going to do the cosmic breath. And the cosmic breath is working with our third eye imagination intuition by imagining that we're breathing from our womb, if you are Nail, you are breathing from the base of your spine, right? But if you're a woman from your room, which is our creation center, there's a lot of energy there. So we're just going to breathe and connect with that energy. And as we breathe out, we release this from our heart. And then we just continue again, doing the cycle: room heart out, room heart out. We're just going to do two of the cosmic breaths right now so let's take that deep breath in and out again And from still so this point of our creation, feeling very called to the womb. Imagining uh, that with the womb, there is a root, it's an energetic root, a cord. From your womb, we're just going to connect with the womb of our mother earth. So we begin by imagining from the womb going down through our feet into the earth like a root of a tree, we're going and moving and passing through our earth star, the thing that gets us connected to the mother, and all the way down to the womb of our earth. And typically you can imagine the womb of the earth as a big, huge diamond of crystal blue light, which we are connecting with, which we are Sending all the energies, all the low emotions, anxieties, any worries you've had today, sending them back to the mother so that our mother can transmute these energies for us with unconditional love. And we also, at the same time, open ourselves to receive the CRISPR diamond core light from our mother. And we imagine that light coming back through our feet and throughout our whole body, all the way to the top of our head, and all the way passing our soul star, the energy that connects you with your soul, with your soul, which is a couple of centimeters from the top of your head, and we open and connect with. The grace and our sun, the heavens, uh, the place of our God, our beloved God, and we open ourselves to receive the light of God, which is the energy we invite into the sacred space, we welcome into the sacred space, and we speak with this light of God in our heart, we speak with our higher selves, we speak with the support of our spiritual guide our ancestral helping spirit and angelic light beings that walk and work with us and uh, the power of god holy light holy spirit and so it is and
1: so it is yeah, yeah. thank you very much there.
0: yes thank you how are you feeling gogo I'm good, thank you. Hmm.
1: Ramu is checking up on me. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Yes. <laughs> uh
0: the tech guy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So today we're talking about a beautiful topic, Coco, which is the awakening to the path of the healer.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm going to try and open because we've got something for you that we're going to share in the screen today which okay. is going to be the guiding uh our guiding tool for today
1: yeah and i'm hoping that it's a continuation of the beautiful conversation that you've been having with everybody um and i know the first one that you had was the beautiful meditation where we're taught to ground ourselves. And I see that you always ground people before we start. And then you had the conversation Mm -hmm. about the chakras and how we are so colonized and connected within the root chakra because of our colonization and that we always, as black people, define ourselves from the other. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping that as we identify as healers, we also walk through that path of healing ourselves and moving away from that definition. You also mm. spoke with Nkulu when you're talking about how healing has been corrupted. you are talking about nurses. And I think the same applies to us African healers as well. You know, when we are removed from purpose um, and you also explained about the um, slavery codes, that's how we identify ourselves. So how do we bring some joy and how do we bring unity of self into that process? Yeah.
0: Yes, mm. yes. Yeah, yeah. It's also interconnected, and it's so interesting because it's almost as if our souls are all just connected. We are all processing the same form of like disconnection. We are all awakening, actually, mm-hmm. to the same. Uh, realization and the same desires of connecting more deeply with who we are, you know, as as African people, who we are, also as spiritual beings, we're having a human experience, right? So mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm. Um, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, so, so yeah. So let's begin. uh I have here. I think everyone can see this. The presentation in my laptop i don't have powerpoint which is a which means that i'm not able to maneuver this but i think you are all able to see this Uh, yeah i can see it
1: okay great
0: okay okay so i will be the tech guy as we move through this all right uh i give now to to lead us
1: all right thank you so much Uh, Thank you, everybody. So the conversation I'm having today, I'm steering it away from our understanding of the healer being a Sangoma to the healer being everybody because we all have soul purpose coming in. So this conversation is important because it centers everyone and it allows everybody to walk in their path. So I'm just gonna take us through how we able to make space for the new so that we can fully step into our own powers as healers how do we ground ourselves within that and i especially put the topic about the four bodies in there because i want gogo joy in her wisdom to speak to us through that to see how we can become integrated healers how do you notice signs that you get when you're awakening to your gifts And this usually comes in two ways so we'll talk about the first awakening and the second awakening. And then we'll talk about the different types of healers that we have and i'm hoping that if we have time and if somebody is willing and they're struggling to step into their gifts. Maybe they can come on and we can help them identify where they are and, hopefully, then that also helps everybody to identify with what type of healers they are then once you've kind of figured that out, how do you find a spiritual community that will uplift you, that will help you? And how do you constantly work on yourself to upgrade your system, to be in line with who you are becoming? What practices do you need to have in place so that you stay grounded as you're serving your gifts? and then we're going to go into the questions and i already have beautiful questions that i got from instagram and we can pick up on the questions that come up oh i thought i was controlling the tech. yeah <laughs> we could go to the next Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah. so as i direct this conversation i'm really mainly directing it at black people um, where are we in terms of our sole purpose. You know, African cosmology dictates that we're meant to fulfill our destinies within the different timelines. But because of how the world is structured, we've now moved away from our destiny because we are now drawn to things outside of ourselves, like capitalism. And capitalism speaks to the idea of pillaging, Degrading people and consumption. So how do we also come in and exist in those spaces, making sure that we're not adding to the rot, but we are actually also just uplifting and bringing in our gifts. And because of what we've been through, through slavery or through colonization, which parts of ourselves have we also betrayed because now we see ourselves as the other and not grounded in who we are as ourselves where have we self-harmed by moving away from our own destinies our own gifts and our own timelines and this conversation is also important because healing and coming into our gifts also happens on a very subtle level so we need to also be able to honor the little steps that we take And for us, honoring our gifts also brings us closer to the creator because we are also creators. This conversation for me is very important because we are operating off old codes. So how do we clear that? Because a lot of people struggle with, am I supposed to pass Am I supposed to talk to my ancestors because we're told that it's evil? So now how do we clear that all those blocks right because when we are called into our purpose it starts clearing whatever it is that's in our lives all right the first thing that we need to do as we are moving into this path is You need to know yourself. You need to know yourself as you are and where you come from. So this is an inquiry of going back home, of going back to the family. For us, we have totems that allow us to know who we are and where we come from and what our purpose on earth is. So going back to that knowledge that we had. What's also important is we see that when people move into spirituality, we move away from our groundedness because now we speak of all these lofty ideas and we forget that we simultaneously exist in this third dimensional world, plus the other dimensions. So, that idea of embodiment, because we're not saying be a healer and be poor, be a healer and be destructive. We're saying no, be in your body still, but serving with your purpose. It's important that you honor your gifts. And the easiest way to find your gifts is what are you interested in? What gives you joy? What is that winding that you have inside that if I serve this, I'm going to feel better. And you certainly can do that alongside your normal job. And for me, personal grounding also means that we're not appropriating other people's cultures because we are moving in our authenticity. As black people, we also connect to ancestral energy. And if we are appropriating things from other people is our central gifts, it's very difficult for us to get that grounding. So it's important that we know ourselves so that we're not also appropriating other people's gifts. And every day, constantly asking yourself, what impact have I been sent to make into the world? So before I go deeper, I just wanted us to ground ourselves again a little bit if we can just drop into our bodies. So that we can invite our higher selves into this conversation. To make sure that. In this moment, we are also inviting light. And clearing any false energies. And blocks that we have. What's in you that's been planted through colonialism? What's in you that's been put inside by the church through its misuse of power? What's in you that you need to clear? Because there are people that have said to you, you're not good enough. So in this moment, I ask you to clear any energies that you've tapped into that are not yours. I invite you to connect to infinite light and into true wisdom. And for those of us who've known and accepted our gifts, if we've abused these divine gifts, Let's ask that we be forgiven from this abuse, so that our gifts can come back to us and be restored in their full glory. Again, if we're working with gifts that don't belong to us, we can also beautifully release them into the light. Let's put to rest anything that no longer serves us, because it's only from this point that we can actually see what our true gifts are that we work with. Let's put to rest any blocks, any negative stories, any fear that may exist in our lineage so that we can be the best us, the best light and the best healers that we can be. As you breathe deeper, I ask that you rise to your true self. Allow yourself to reconfigure your energies, to breathe it in and reawaken your true soul purpose. Let's invite the creator's true light so that we can constantly move back to the I am. I ask you to take a deep breath. Then we can come back into the conversation. So that at each point, we are also just searching and asking ourselves, where am I in my gift? What are my gifts? So that by the time we are done, at least we figured out some things. Okay. All right. So that was us just slowing ourselves down and honoring that and releasing our old selves and on that note gogo please if you can take us through the four bodies to ground this conversation Um, Mm -hmm. i mean
0: first of all that was so deep i went very deep with this grounding and um yeah so thank you thank you google for sharing all this i love this conversation so much because uh there is definitely an awakening of the healer right now particularly in this current point of our human evolution Mm -hmm. and it's a beautiful um Process, it's also a heart warming process and also a heartbreaking process mm-hmm. because um, particularly for us African people there is this return to our heritage to our culture to our history that mm-hmm. has been spotted and taken and so it um it's painful because you are having to figure things out by yourself mm-hmm. and so important for us to know that it's not even so much about finding as much information as you can about how can i be a healer what is the process but doing exactly what you just guided us into which is coming to the body and coming to the wisdom of the soul because that's where the answers are absolutely
1: right? yes
0: Yeah. so i love this so much and so The body is so important in our path of awakening, and not the body as we know it, but the many different bodies that we have, right? Um, We have many bodies beyond the ones that we see, which is this physical body that we use to navigate our world to explore the world and to do the, the healing, tools and practices we use the physical body Mm -hmm. right but beyond that there are other bodies that we also have we we have the spiritual body we have the mental body the emotional body and the physical body and these bodies are particularly important for you when you are awakening because in your awakening that is actually what's waking up these bodies all your four bodies are Mm -hmm. rising for you to recognize what is being held in your energy. And so you may recognize also what needs to be removed because it was installed there as a program from the horrific history that you and your ancestors went through, right? So part of the reason why it's always painful is because your four bodies are coming online. They say that, meaning that you are becoming aware of them and in many ways people who say that who feel that they are healers or that call to the, to the path of healing we have always been aware and we've always had these bodies more active than other people in mm-hmm. the sense that going through the four, the four bodies mm-hmm. uh i start let me start with the the physical body because that's the one we live with the one that allows you to feel sensations, the one that allows you to interact with people. Yes. And after the physical body, we have the uh the mental body. So I'm saying them not in the way that i will telling the body. <laughs> so yeah, uh, we have the mental body, and the mental body is the part of us that is thinking, the part of us that has belief systems that has ideas and that is always that part of you that's drawn to let me go find information and let me go seek the different types of healers let me look for someone to help me with that's your mental body and the mental body is more about the ego and the this part of you that is here to help you survive
1: Mm -hmm. right
0: Like it's about, I feel like I have a calling. I need to ensure I do this properly. Let me go find out. That's the mental body. And the thing about the mental body is that for most people, our mental body is filled up with voices, with belief systems, with perceptions, with ideas of the world of what healing is that are not naturally and organically ours. There are ideas from other people. And most of us, we just take that in without necessarily thinking more deeply about does this resonate? And how would you know something resonates? Because the body will tell you. That's where the physical comes in. Mm-hmm.
1: Like,
0: Tip this is off. But most of us, we bypass that and we ignore that. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's the mental body. And then we have the emotional body. Oh, this one, uh, Coco, you know, this is my favorite body. (laughs) (laughs) I speak a lot about it because it's about our feelings. It is about our emotions. How are you feeling today? When someone asks you that, that's saying, can you look into your emotional body and just pinpoint what's happening there, right? So when you say, I feel sad, it's the emotional body that's holding that energy. Right. So the emotional body is this part of us that holds our pain body as well as the love body. I call it the love body because there's also emotions of love, right? Of Mm -hmm. happiness Mm -hmm. and joy also in the emotional body. And then our spiritual body is the one that connects us um, to realms beyond this one. You know, there are many different realms that we go to. One realm that we all go to almost every day is the astral realm when we go to sleep and we have dreams and we meet our ancestors. When mm-hmm. we are there, it feels very real because we're using our spiritual body to travel to retrieve information there. So mm-hmm. that's the the spiritual body. It's about this energy, it's about this body that is beyond here and Mm. all these bodies they work together they're always communicating and always um activated because when one body is not functioning to its optimal the other ones will feel this Mm -hmm. and so if you're feeling sad you start to feel in your mind a lot of the negative thoughts the mental body tapping into the emotional you start to feel heavy in the physical your spirit just goes down you know Uh so those are the whole bodies and just a bit of understanding why they're important for us as healers to really know them intimately and to begin working with with the purpose of aligning them getting them to be in optimal well-being Uh
1: because
0: what we use for our work as healers
1: thank you so much for that explanation and for me that explanation was very important because as we are awakening whether we're doing the work ourselves um, or we're doing it through a teacher or through a mystery school we find that we're not integrating these bodies and we find that especially for people who've taken the initiation part and I'm saying this to answer a question that came up to say, as we awaken to our gifts, does it have to be so painful? The pain that comes and the residual trauma that comes is because there's a large focus on the physical and on the spiritual bodies. Um, And a lot of exclusion of the emotional body because you are expected to bring these gifts online and you're not allowed to whine about it so what also happens in many places with many with some teachers and with gurus is because people who are healers are also wounded in a way so if you do not use your discernment and you find a teacher that is toxic who has interesting rules and who downplay the emotional body and the responses that you may come up with uh, when you get upset or when you get angry or when you don't understand what's going on and they come up with rules of you can't have anger no judgment you can't talk about different things right so when you can't talk about that you can't fully integrate who you are becoming so just an awareness of what is going on is also important for people so that the, pr- the process and the transition into your healing is also integrated. Um, because as we awaken to our gifts and who we are, not only are we healing ourselves and aligning to soul purpose, we're also healing our bloodline. As we heal our bloodline, we're opening ourselves up to the gifts that also exist in our bloodline. Because now we are moving away from the idea of survival The idea of, especially the pains that we uh, we face in the, like in our limbs, with anything that's to do with our root chakra, right? So as we're moving higher, then we're able to open up our higher centers, right? So now, if you are not seeing the interconnectedness and the interrelatedness of all the different bodies, then you might leave one or two bodies behind. So it's important that you're always awake to that as you take this path. Okay, so what are the signs that you're awakening to your gift? So as you're awakening to your gifts, there's a straddling between this physical world and the spiritual world. You're easily overstimulated. Not only are you reading your own energies, but you're also reading the energies of other people. And I think the worst part also for people who are becoming awake is they start picking up the negative energies and absorbing negative energies that people around them have. And uh, for a number of people, you also start getting visitations from the other realms. Um, I really love the power of uvalo, uvalo being this deep anxiety, right? Because when you feel that, It makes you pause it should make you pause and it should make you stop right so that you can drop into your body and understand where is this energy coming from where does it sit in my body. So why I also wanted us to do that grounding exercise is as we are awakening to our path as a healer we constantly need to stop we constantly need to ground ourselves, so that we can understand the path, we can understand how these things are happening in our bodies, where does it hurt? You know, where's the flow? What do you need to be activating? And nobody can give you those answers, you can only give you, yourself those answers by dropping into your body. So what happens with the first awakening, which is the gentler awakening, you start yearning for something deeper, right? There's a bit of discontent, you're at work, you're kind of thinking, oh my gosh, something is missing. You're just existing in the world and you can feel that there's something that's missing. And there's a deep feeling in your body and kind of a truth that you're aching for, however that shows up for you, right? Then you start searching, waiting for this rebirth, thinking, oh my gosh, there must be more, there must be more. And what I would encourage you to do when you're at this first stop, is just to explore and be brave. Try out different things to see what's coming up for you. If you don't take enough time within that first awakening, the second awakening can come in a little bit harsh, right? Kind of to jar you into action. And depending on what gift that you have, this part you can walk on your own, um you can ask somebody to help you figure out what's going on or you can find a teacher depending on what gift you have so for people who have spirit possession, who end up as sangomas right where you're possessed by high vibrational being you probably need a teacher to guide you through this because your body has never gone through this the spirit that you're working with has also never gone through this Um, If you're able to work with your different bodies, and this is about just your own energy that's rising and it's calling you to bring in integration of your different bodies. um, Then you can work through that and we know that sometimes these energies come in as mental illness or as schizophrenia as well right, so then the action is how do you ground yourself. Where do you find guides? Where do you find practitioners and master teachers um, that can also work with you in order to lift your different vibrations? So depending on where you sit in the world um, of this awakening, is it your own soul that's rising or are you trying to bring in also different energies to work with you? Then that shows you what you need to do. So, first thing that you need to recognize is you were sent here to clear family blocks and to forge new parts. Um, and I'm assuming if you're on this call, you are called to healing. That's why you would be drawn to the work that Gogo Joy does, right? So, your job is to awaken humanity to its fullness. So if you're running away from your gifts, then you're also shortchanging humanity because you've got a big purpose to serve in the world. You're here to shift the world and the systems that exist because we know that the systems are not working. You are here to show us the face of the creator through the work that you're gonna do. You're here to deepen your rituals so that you can ground yourself, you can ground the earth. I love to ask people to create altars to create umsamos, because that becomes a portal where things in the 5D world and the upper worlds can come and also influence what's happening in the world. But also realizing that the body is the first portal. So if we're able to take care of ourselves, then we're also able to download all these beautiful messages from the other realms. So with that, let's kind of explore what kind of gifts they are. The type of healers that we have, we've got the light workers, we've got the light keepers. And I compare these light keepers to, if I take it from Shona Cosmology, we have these great spirits um, that exists to come and help us when we're in moments of despair, so when we have light keepers they're able to call these wanderers and all these energies to come in and help the earth. We have kings people who are meant to be leaders. And these people are able to tap into the ancestral realm. we've got warriors which also include prayer warriors. And these are people that liberators right who surrender themselves and their own freedoms, so that they can help us in the world, if we look at soldiers who take up arms with goodness. To defend places and I don't know if there's anything that's justified at the moment to take up arms, but those people who lay everything on the. Uh, on, on the ground for everybody, so that everybody can uh, be free, then we have healers who are seers, who are psychics, who are clairvoyants and all the other different ones. Then we've got people that channel messages for us, We help us to find out what the next step is for us, is humanity, Uh, the people that also are dreamers. Dreamers are such beautiful healers because they also help us to see how do we move on to the next stage as a community. We look at the amazing leaders we had who had a dream for Africa to come together, they were dreaming us into being. We've got people who also love children who love nature, who come into the world as guardians, with people who give us art, who give us poetry, who give us creativity, that when we're in moments, you know, where we have doubts about ourselves, they uplift us. We've got people who work with medicine, and we know that with COVID now, we realize that, oh, we needed to know about our own medicines. And these are the people that came up and helped us with that. Midwives who birth people into being, earth workers, people who give us the food that we eat, who grow it lovingly and who grow it with ritual. And we also have protesters who come in as healers as well, because not everybody has that energy and can withstand going out into the world and protesting for world systems to change. That's why it's also important that we know where our gifts lie, because if we don't know, then we're jumping in between different things and draining ourselves, instead of actually adding to the universe and the earth and everything that we need to do. We've got people who are innovative, who can bring up new things into the world. Uh, We've got people that awaken us Um, I love Bob Marley for having awakened us into this. And then we have the dark practitioners and the tricksters as well (laughs) that come into play. They come into play so that they can also awaken us to our shadow side so that we also then go in and work on ourselves and the things that we need to work on. I'm going to take a pause here, Coco, if there are any questions if you want to add something
0: oh i'm loving this so much i love this so much because uh i know one of the for us when we're always in our conversation we talk about the importance of knowing this information because of how when people hear the word healer, they think of only one archetype. Of what a healer is and what that looks like and it's usually uh, the Sangoma traditional healer um, mm-hmm. only you know and um, so I love this conversation because it's so important for people to know that a variety of healers there are so many healers in the world and all of us we are important we're putting in the the work that we're meant to bring to the world with the divine quotes that we weigh that we have as part of our soul blueprint Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: like the path becomes easy because we're talking about why is awakening so painful it is sometimes painful because we want to be that archetype that we are told a healer is Mm. instead of going within and feeling connecting with our higher self, with our guides, like our council of guides, and really tuning into what is your own Mm gifts. And most of the time, sometimes it feels like it must be something very elusive and strange that you don't know you have, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) But um, most times, yes, some, some gifts awaken as you go along, but they're never that far off from mm-hmm. who you've always been mm-hmm. you know it's mm-hmm. always there and it's not as shocking as you might imagine so i love this conversation because it's important for us to know that they are at most the top plus types of healers that you just mentioned right now mm-hmm. so thank you so much for sharing and for everyone who's watching us here on zoom and facebook please share with us if you're having any revelations or if you have any questions so far on what Google has shared um, in the QA. and uh, if you are on Zoom. And on Facebook, you can also just ask in the chat box. Not chat box, the comment section. <laughs> yeah, okay.
1: so OK, we can continue. All right. So when is the time to find a spiritual home or spiritual circle? Nobody can answer that for you. Your soul is gonna know because you've done the work and you still can't figure out a few things or you figured out things, right? But you kind of feel lonely because sometimes as we step into our energies, right? We move away from the matrix world and we can no longer relate to people. So it's important that you find a circle of belonging. And what usually happens is because your senses are amplifying your mind and the way that you think is shifting. There's also some physical shifts in your body, whether now you're feeling unwell, uh, having problems with your feet, having problems with your Kundalini, you know on your lower back, or your emotions are just heightened, you know or you're getting all these spiritual revelations. At that point, it's probably critical that you now start finding a spiritual home. I always advocate for your spiritual home should start within your family. If we all come here with purpose and roles to play, then we have these people that can hold sacred space for us in our families. First search for those people there before you move out. If you can't find them in your home, then please pray about it and still use your discernment on who whose circle or whose spiritual home you join. For me, the biggest thing is if your gifts are coming online, don't move in fear. Embrace them because if they're here for a purpose to serve the world, then there's no room for fear within that. Walk in grace and love like I was saying, always stop and breathe through it. Boko, you always tell me that you're not dying, it's just the old self, right? That's moving away, that's transitioning away. And go to things that you love, that, that also puts you in good high vibrations. Because I think for us, it's important that we seek this black joy. We seek to awaken our gifts also with a sense of joy, not with trepidation. Go to the things that you love to the people that you love who support you and anchor yourself in that. We know that part of the Kabbalian principles in terms of African spirituality is we must always use our minds. So please do not abandon your mind when you're doing this because you still need to anchor yourself in that so that people are also not taking advantage of you as you're awakening to yourself. Your spiritual circle is very critical because it also determines your practices and what you do. So for me, if you're moving in fear, if you can go to the next slide, if you're moving in fear, um, these are the things that I would uh, would help you in the spiritual practice is ask yourself, ask yourself this in meditation and in journeys, what is standing in your way what of that is generational trauma right breathe through it and ask yourself that remember we are operating from spaces where we've been brainwashed where we've been given codes as people that we're not good enough where our families have also not taken up african spiritual practices so we are also scared and fearful of going there what is your type of medicine what does your medicine look like So depending on what kind of a healer you are, you'll know what your medicine looks like. So if you're an artist and a poet, it means you need to go away. You need to do vision quests so that you can sit with that energy and write and channel from wherever you get your guidance from. And where we also make a distinction around the people that need teachers in mystery schools is is it another soul that's working through you or are you bringing your own soul purpose online? And before you do anything, it's important that you cleanse yourself in line with your meditation and this cleansing can through be can be through bots, cleansing bots, you know, with your souls, with your oils, or it can just be through breath and movement. That's also very cleansing. uh, connect to your body and you will know what type of cleansing you need. Where is it heavy, you know? Start meditating yourself into being. Start imagining what that next timeline you is gonna look like, especially when you let go of the fears and gently and slowly start moving towards that. As you release the old, please, Upgrade your belief systems as well, right? So, whatever you thought of when you were young, or whatever you thought of when you were on the other side of your gift, you start to slowly let go of that so that you can move into your new self that you're becoming. What I find important is we also need to release the energy of other people, the people that are around us, the judgments, the voices, the old codes that are running in our heads, right? Unbind yourself so that you can fully step into who you are and who you're becoming. Only when you've created that space, can you now then invite new relationships to come in, the new you. And these new relationships are also new relationships, deepening relationships with your guides as well. Find and connect with your guides again, I go back to dropping into your body to breath work to being out in nature, waterfalls to be in the forest, because this is where you envision the new you this is where you connect. So when you go for that hike, go with intention. And when you go with other people just ask for 30 minutes by yourself, where you journal, where you're able to be in silence, where you're able to meditate and find yourself. Intuit yourself into being. Think of your dream signs. What are they pointing out to? Because the more you start connecting on this physical plane, the more things are also revealed in your dreams or your visions. And then sit in that change with love, right? And start radiating that love. And people will start to see the difference in you and how you are. And then they'll also be moved by that. And once you get to that point of, I kind of feel comfortable, right? Start that over again in terms of, okay, I think it's time for the next elevation. What's standing in the way? Who am I now becoming? What are my new gifts that I'm bringing online? Because that's the thing about when we allow ourselves to operate with spirit, new gifts are always coming online. And if we allow ourselves to go through that, then we're able to um, embody all of that. And what happens is, as we are bringing our gifts online, there's a magical thing that happens where these things that we think we've done wrong in the past, they sort of come back so that we can course correct and self-correct that. So if you're constantly allowing yourself to drop into your body, you will notice the signs of the things that are coming back again. That is the spiritual practice, Goko, of coming into your gifts as I see it and as I practice it. Because even though part of me is an initiated Sangoma, it's a small part of who I am. I think it's actually 10% of who I am. Um, but the other gifts that also keep coming online are of to be great, of greater service to the world. And I constantly have to work through the old codes. So we all constantly have to do that um just one thing that i also wanted to talk about is the idea of embodiment as we're stepping into our gifts it's very important that we are in our bodies and that we're also figuring things out in our bodies and not just being disassociative, right and saying now we're in this spiritual space how do we do that we start by owning our crap Because sometimes we operate in the world as victims, but sometimes we are the ones who are victimizing other people. Everybody has narcissistic tendencies within themselves. If we can also study the narcissist within us, then that's also going to be liberating for ourselves. Experience the wholeness of your body, because we can't be ascending in our gifts when we are also not grounded. So the practice of grounding is important. That's why for us, even as uh, medicine is important, tobacco is important because it reminds us to always ground ourselves before we have all these lofty ideas. You belong to a lineage, you belong to a family. See how you can add to that first before you also go and add into the world because that's where also your magic lies and for me i'd rather have grounded spirituality because whenever i'm confused i always go back to how mother nature operates i always go back to the mother nature meditations because they bring me back uh, to my responsibilities Um, meditating for a healthy ego the application of the mind without any spiritual bypassing that if something happens, then we say no, but it's spirit that did this. So for me, that is the importance of embodiment as you enter into your gifts. Wow,
0: Ah, I love this so much. Um, Let me stop and shift. For now so we're back here so we can begin receiving the questions and seeing them mm-hmm. um yes um yeah this is so good so let me start with uh the question from sia boga um she he is asking she is asking. Mm-hmm. Are there any ways she okay. I thought in my country it might be both female. <laughs> yeah. Are there any ways, Coco, you can recommend
1: recommend to work through fear
0: and doubts,
1: fear and doubts about your own gifts? You know, like how we spoke about the root chakra. I noticed that a lot of our fears um, and a lot of our doubts are not coming just from ourselves. They're coming from our bloodline. They're coming from people that were never able to fully recognize their gifts. They were never able to fully embody their gifts. And I'm yet to see anyone who comes into their gifts, especially along the African spiritual path. Who doesn't have fear. And I think, you know, when I spoke about the second awakening, that's why the, the awakening that comes after the first awakening, in any case, is a bit jarring because we are hesitant towards uh, moving our dreams, uh, towards our, our gifts. For me, I don't have a soft way of doing it. You just need to be brave and move through it. Remembering that one, not only are you bringing your gifts online and so, uh, serving the world, you're also healing your bloodline. So you just have to start moving through it um, because, kind of like, what choice do we have? What choice do we have um, in terms of that? But I know with you, Gogo, with the work that you do as a therapist, like right, you've got a gentle way of nudging people through their work. I find that um, when we do a consultation, whether it's with a psychic or a healer, when they're able to point us to where is the fear, um, why are we feeling that way? And what what are we trying to bring to life? It becomes an easier path to, to do that. And we start with small steps, right? That's why we cleanse you, uh whether it's through meditation whether it's through medicine right so that you softly and gently move towards what your gift is yeah so my short answer is move through it one step at a time and each time whenever you pass through a little stage where you're proud of yourself do something that gives you absolute joy right so that you can celebrate that in order to move to the next step but i promise you as you move through the journey it gets easier because you're becoming stronger in your gifts as well.
0: Mm. Yeah, I love that. They. This is connected to another question that was asked um, on Instagram about how can a healer heal the wounds while they're healing others? Because I think that interconnected because you, you will find that when you are in this path, Mm-hmm. Your wounds will come up, and mm-hmm. the purpose of that is actually for retrieval. It's mm-hmm. for us to retrieve our soul fragments that are lost in, you know, dark moments, um, dark experiences, traumatic experiences. Either they happened to us or they happened to our ancestors, mm-hmm. right? So, you'd find that this path feels painful because. um because we are meant to first retrieve all these fearful aspects of ourselves Mm -hmm. this shadow Mm
1: -hmm. of Mm -hmm. ourselves
0: and basically bring them back home because the thing is we are afraid of the fearful voice or the doubtful voice but we're not going beyond it and asking it what do you bring because even the fear is bringing new information it's bringing new knowledge it's Mm -hmm. bringing you it's reflecting some parts of yourself that is disconnected from spirit Mm -hmm. from God Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so instead of running away from it because most of us that's what we do we get busy we just do everything to suppress for Mm -hmm. me as someone who is a spiritual healer who also is a psychologist Mm -hmm. the most important thing when we're speaking of embodiment and integration is as healers we need to learn to heal like Mm -hmm. it's the most powerful thing but mm-hmm. we are actually the top one people who run away from that. Mm-hmm. Because there is a lot of things we you know we're going to feel. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Some of the feelings are not ours, like Gogo was saying, right? But this is where the light is going to come in, right? Mm-hmm. The thing mm-hmm. is our bodies are dense with trauma. They're mm-hmm. dense with the pain, with the the false ideas, ideologies, belief systems. And what we often speak about ascension and going up in the higher realms, getting enlightened. But I've had other teachers teaching it differently in ways that was resonant, which is that we're actually not going anywhere up. Mm -hmm. The light is descending into the body. Your higher self are descending into your body. Mm -hmm. And for them to merge, for you to merge with this higher wisdom, we need to clear the dense emotions, right? Mm-hmm. So the fear yeah. and the doubt, it's also moving away from identifying with the fear and the doubt and feeling like, oh my God, I'm fearful. And yes. see it as a problem just came up. Like there is something at fault in my body, I need to yes. remove it. That's it. Yes. It's not Absolutely. you. It's a, a program coming up. So but I felt also, like I needed to say,
1: Yeah, Yeah. so I just wanted to add to that. Also, our guides, our ancestors, they also don't like uh, wasting energy, right? So we must also meet them halfway in terms of how we also raise our Mm. vibrations, which is exactly what you're talking about in terms of this dense body, allowing it to be light so that they can descend. So if we can be in Mm. our embodiment and do our work here on Earth, they're gonna aid us um, with that work. Absolutely. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. Yes.
0: And Coco, what are your thoughts on this question? Uh, because I think they can be feeling guilty and feeling like I can't be doing this because I have wounds as a healer. So the question, how can a healer heal others, heal their wounds while they're still healing other people? How do we navigate this?
1: Yeah, this is an interesting one. I don't think that people who have not worked on their wounds, especially the wounds that have to do with the lower chakras, should be working with people in some processes that are intense. Because what starts happening is we start merging our trauma. And the biggest key to that that you can find is if a person cannot move away from their stories to speak to your pain and to speak to your trauma, I would say kind of step away until people work through um, that pain. However, if it's for lighter processes, right? Because they're able to show you that if you do one, two, three, then you're gonna find your way. Then for me, that's that's okay. So if you're probably at the beginning stages where you need to find a way, you're probably gonna find it within people's wounds, right? To say, oh, I was also fearful and I tried this and it worked, right? Because you're still at that point where you're experimenting with different things. But as you move through the journey, look to people who speak to principles to ideologies to downloading information and i think for me that's the beautiful part about being people that are melanated, because we've got a wide range of perception we've got many places where we can look for answers outside of ourselves right we're able to look for those answers in dreams and in visions because um, for me even when i work with people that are patients, right they will say go, go, i had a dream about you and it will also bring in revelations around that. So look for the source of information. If the source of information is personal stories, that's not gonna help anyone. But if it's universal principles and it's working from a space of where we are channeling the answers, that's why part of the other healers that we have, right? Look at the different healers that we have, they're channelers. Yes, you can kind of like be injured, but if you're channeling from a pure space, and from pure spirit then do that a big part of how we work with spirit is how do you feel around that person how do you feel around that woundedness does it elevate you right are you at the beginning stages then you can work with people like that but i would be very discerning around that yeah Mm
0: -hmm. what are your thoughts it's definitely so descent. Uh, very important to to be descending in this path, mm-hmm. and to to recognize that it's it, it's it's all about the four bodies. About how yes, sometimes we can initiate, you know, spiritually go through spiritual initiations, and mm-hmm. we can get the trainings that we need. We can graduate. You can have the knowledge the practical mm-hmm. knowledge of how to heal someone can help mm-hmm. the theories, right but mm-hmm. are we able to hold space sacred space for another soul yes who is healing very deep trauma are we yes. able to to be there as a guide not as um this is the way i'm the healer i will heal this for you but as a guide truly for the person to heal themselves are we at a point where we also understand i was i always talk about the the ethics that are also part of any healing practice absolutely you know uh that -hmm. we also need to talk about as healers even though our practices are not governed so much by a particular body of governance or something like that there Mm -hmm. is also we need to know that as healers we are working with souls and we're working with human beings and what we tell people what we take people through processes Mm -hmm. can harm people Mm -hmm. you know it's so important to become aware of the responsibility that we have as healers so that we can understand um, to know our limitations And to know that it's not about us, it's not about our egos and wanting to say, but I'm a healer, I must do it. But to Mm -hmm. be able to say, I am not yet at the level that I need to be at to hold space for this person. And so Mm -hmm. let me recommend this person in rather, right? It's so so important because this is human beings, this is the children of God, and we do not have any right to disrupt anyone's power, anyone's healing journey. It's because we feel like i'm a healer though i should do it right uh-huh. so as healers it's imperative that we heal ourselves it's imperative to recognize that even though we are vessels of spirit when spiritual information is downloaded through our uh information comes through a gateway which is called the that gateway and it serves through it the soul and it drops into the crown chakra where it will interact with your mental body. So meaning that you are going to, most of the time what we see is not actually 100% of what spirit has given us because we are serving from our perception as Mm -hmm. human beings. So if you are still wounded, still have a limited perception, you're going to tell people from the level of your awareness, from the level of your perception, which might not necessarily be healing or in alignment with what another person needs. So this is why it's important for us to work at healing ourselves. And like what you're saying, constantly elevating our awareness, our consciousness, learning, going deeper within, connecting deeper within, because we are our first teachers, you know? We are our first guides.
1: Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I love that, Coco. And I think for us as well, as we grow in our gifts, also pushing away the old codes of the wounded healer. um, Mm. I think that is an old code that no longer serves us. That's why if we are embodied, right, and if we are in full understanding of who we are as people, how we exist in the world, and what our role is, we can actually move swiftly and gently within um, that space. For me, when I get my deepest downloads, they're not from books, they're not from people. It's from the spirit guides that Mm -hmm. guide me. So we've got spirit guides that we were born with, right? That when we were birthed, they were there with us from the beginning and they're still walking with us. The spirit guides that we meet along the way and they come to help us at different points of our lives as well. So look to that first before you look to the next person and you'll find that with these guides as well, they will show us the person that can also work with our energy. So please, please be discerning around who you work with, around who you're giving your energy to. Because what happens is because all this work happens on a subtle level, you don't want to be giving away your power as well. Okay.
0: There was just another Good one. Question that's just, about,
1: think... Okay
0: yeah other uh it's still connected to this uh the conversation we're having at what point do you move from healing yourself to healing other if you are called without being caught in the self-healing space such
1: a Such a good question it depends what is your gift what is your medicine that you're bringing to the world So you know how back in the day when we recognized that we had a person who was gifted in the village in the community would take them aside from when they were young so that when they came of age, right, they would have high self-esteem, they would know their role. So self-healing and then healing others, the cues come as, as you go along, what is your medicine? not everybody is meant to heal everybody because for some people that work it looks like because it's very subtle it looks like it's work on the self but it's actually work in anchoring the earth right because within that um and i think uh, an easy example is the um, cloistered nuns or the monks who don't mingle with anybody And their work is to pray for the earth and to ground the earth so that the vibrations raise so just look if your medicine is to go deeper and do that work for the earth, then that's your medicine. However, how do you know now if it's time to heal other people opportunities just present themselves that's why, for me, I say be careful uh, about appropriating other people's gifts. Let's say, for instance, I go and I learn Reiki healing. I have to constantly advertise for people to come and take up my services. But if I am grounded in my own gifts that I was given from my lineage and from my bloodline, because they know what they need to do with the gifts, then I'm going to meet people along my path, and they're going to seek me out without me going out to find them. And that's how I start doing the work. So we do the work that's presented to us in as much as we're born with the gifts right that we don't go and seek them out we go deeper to find the gifts when it's time to help other people we also don't go out to help other people clues start coming in so we need to think of this Mm -hmm. healing space and holding space in a different way because mother earth the universe the world uh higher power knows that we are needed And the moment that we step into our gifts and we step fully and truly into it, and we keep going through that circle, through that circle um, of self-correction, right? Um, Of coming in and fixing ourselves. We know that the people are gonna come. We know the clues are gonna come because sometimes it's not about helping people. Sometimes it's about helping the planet. So those opportunities are gonna come. So let's not think of it as well in a linear way. As long as you're grounded, in your in your work and as long as you are clear that you found your sole purpose then it's going to come the work is going to come that's associated with that in whatever form it is
0: Mm. and typically what happens is when you do start to heal yourself you are removing all these fears all these doubts all the false inorganic programs within you and all the trauma and mm-hmm. your your intuition just naturally gets very really sharp you begin mm-hmm. to hear more mm-hmm. of the directions of your higher self your guide so mm-hmm. if they will tell you you will know because you have the doubts won't be there anymore so as that you absolutely. heal you also are sharpening your intuition your psychic gift so you will know It's a. it will feel very like i know it's time organic
1: body. absolutely mm-hmm. and i am against performative healing because a lot of our work really happens on a subtle level so allow those little messages to come and be your guides mm. mm-hmm.
0: okay. oh this is so good thank you so much oh Coco, this has been so wonderful did we answer all the questions from Instagram?
1: I think so. I tried to incorporate it into the discussion. I think I. I think we did.
0: I think we did. Yeah. Mm. Mm. yeah. Facebook is just saying, "Wow, this is insightful. Wow, this is that's very exciting." Yeah. And um is so grateful for this conversation. And yes, he's watching with us right now. So this is wonderful. And um, just confirming if we answered all questions on here. Yes, yes we did. Okay. okay. Oh, Perfect. this is good. Okay, uh just one last question. Uh-huh. uh To expand for expand the word performative healing. Performative.
1: Performative healing, for me, is not embodied healing. Um, Actually, Gogo and I had a conversation uh, last night about, see, what happens is a lot of us come into our gifts with a lot of pain. So when we get to the other side, whatever the other side means, we keep saying, but I am a powerful healer. But I am this. Look at what my ancestors are doing through me. Look at what I am able to do. You know, think of the Pentecostal churches with the miracles that are becoming bigger and bigger to show off, right? So that they draw the crowds. That is performative when you're putting on a performance. So the performance comes before the spirituality. And I am quite passionate about this is we've stopped, it it feels like sometimes we do not seek the face of the creator. We do not seek to ground ourselves in mother earth. We do not seek to ground ourselves in the universe and in the bigger picture. And it becomes about, this is what I can do. Our gifts are not for us. Our gifts are not for us to perform with them. So even if I'm able to lay hands on people and make people feel better, why do I need audience to do that? Again, it is in the subtle realms that we're able to heal people. If you speak to grounded healers and people who astral travel, nobody asks them to take the journey to go and heal the the next person. Spirit knows because everything happens on a subtle level. And this is where the deepest changes happen. If we're shouting from the rooftops about it, it means we're not meditating ourselves into being, we're not meditating healing into being, we're just shouting from the rooftops. At what point do we draw ourselves back from that and actually come and do the healing work? Because if we're constantly going within ourselves, connecting to nature, connecting to our guides, connecting to the creator, connecting to the essence of who we are, then we're going to become more meaningful and more insightful. Do you know that there's a tribe in Sudan? And I think sometimes we don't understand the power of having melanin and the energy that it gives us. There's a tribe in Sudan, because they are so melanated blue black, almost they're able to walk through walls through cave walls. That is how they're able to play with their energies. So we've forgotten the greatness and the grace of our power that we always think that if we are screaming. Remember, the more we are screaming, what we're bringing to the fore is the warrior energy. And we're ignoring all the other energies that we embody, the other energies that we walk with. So can we stop activating similar gifts and actually going deeper into the other gifts that actually sit within the subtle realm? I hope I've answered that. Yeah.
0: Oh, it's so powerful, I love it so much. Um, The thing is, as African people, we have royal codes. And royal codes meaning Mm. in the entire universe, you know, we are so powerful. And Mm. we have been, we are the race that has been here through the beginning of time. Right, mm-hmm. we can pinpoint the original DNA in the poison, in the original people. Mm-hmm. So when you understand how powerful we are, when we understand the, the power of our ancestry, of our DNA, mm-hmm. then we couldn't we would then move away from wanting to activate our gifts in the same way and look a certain way because there must be a reason why there are a billion of us and there must be a reason why we have survived through wars through all forms of oppression Mm -hmm. and we're still here standing and when we speak of how we're gonna change africa it's us it is every single one of us allowing our cults this royal cult to manifest in the ways that they're meant to manifest Mm -hmm. and to not Mm -hmm. rush them and not identify with them because we are also talking about how really we must always also know that ultimately this work is about connecting to god to our creator and Mm. really bringing us all of us into awareness of Mm -hmm. this of our true power our true connection even if it feels like no we're not connected to god this is the whole purpose is for us to become aware that we have always been connected to our ancestors, connected to the spirit realm, connected to God. And this is, you can look at all the issues of the world in however way you want, but you will realize that all about this, right? So if we could come in devotion to the greater, inner, deeper spirit or that is moving within us, that is wanting to work through us and then stop identifying as This is me, like you're saying, we can do so much we can create so much change in the world so ah this this is so good this has been very meditative i've actually been feeling like i'm in a meditation gogo like it's the (laughs) energy and it's interesting everyone has been saying this has been so subtle and expanding. like we just want to listen to you <laughs> so thank
1: you. I don't have loud you. energy, so, so I embrace <laughs> the energy that I have, which is soft. So I'm good with that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, there are no words. This is from Nombul and Facebook. She's like, there are no words to describe the light she embodies. And no true words have ever been spoken. Thank yes. You. And for people who are resonating with you, Goko and will like to if they feel called, because once again, the one thing I love of what you go for is you're like, they will come, you know, uh, like there's a lot of
1: resonance, you know? Absolutely. But uh,
0: for someone who's feeling like, I really resonate and I want to do to connect. Can you share with us a little bit on how they can connect with you? If you have any offerings coming up for those who might want to to come for those offerings.
1: Okay. Thank you, Coco. Um, so my page, my website is her luxurioushealing.com. And then on Instagram, it's her luxurious healing. Um, why the word luxurious? I think before we go into anything, it's exactly what you're talking about. So if you feel drawn to your book course, see, your kingly codes, right? Because luxury is who we were, luxury is who we are because we are artisans and we are creators of our world. And we do that from the deepest love that we embody. So if that resonates with you, follow me on Instagram. I do a lot of stories. Um, I like exploring a lot of ideas about how we can heal by being deliberate in our lives. Um, I discourage people from having consultations and people get annoyed by this, so if you contact me for a consultation, I'm first going to send you to do a bit of homework and then we can come back and have a meaningful conversation. Um, My next offering along the parts of Healing the self, which is going to be a Zoom call on the 31st of October, is about how do we cleanse and release energy? I spoke earlier about embodying energy that is not yours or when you've misused your gifts or when your gifts have been violated. How do we cleanse that? How do we operate in the world as people who are light energy so we are not dense and we allow all those godly codes to come into us. How do we make sure that our kids are also cleansed because they go out into the world and collect these energies? These energies come into the home. How do we also cleanse that energy? And even on that, please, I'm going to make one request. Don't argue with anyone in your home. That energy just sticks everywhere, right? And it makes everything in your home icky. And your home is the place where you're supposed to be your best self. The place where you're supposed to go and recharge and if you can do that one thing you're actually going to see that your life is going to be lighter so that's the offering that i have on the 31st of october yeah thank you gogo for this thank you so much for giving me space to share and for allowing my guides to do what they love to do mm. yeah
0: Ooh, this was so good i enjoy your wisdom the wisdom of your guys. i swear i feel like i was in a very deep meditation like my body is so activated <laughs> uh, so of course thank oh. you so much for 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 your wisdom for your life for your faith and for saying yes to my request to come and share this beautiful transmission and wisdom that is so important and necessary right now in our lives
1: of course thank you for creating this space and for me my hope for you is you know your work grows bigger because i know you're very passionate about archiving the work and i would encourage that people who listen to this work that you offer so generously for free i think if people are able to also help you financially with this so that you can also expand your work i appreciate you so much and the work that you do thank you for Mm -hmm. stepping into your gifts and answering your call as well
0: oh uh, ah, you're going to get me Mishnah. thank you so much so My thank, thank you so you. much uh, this is yes definitely how i feel in the world through these conversations and we we are doing this every tuesdays and fridays at 5 p.m so if you would like to come this is our fifth episode so we've had four other the three other speakers and more coming and we're doing this until end of november for the first season of warriors of Light show and so you can come and join us every Tuesday and fridays on zoom if you've already subscribed and registered you can come to the same link and yeah we are so excited all of us really uh to bring back the royal codes of the melanated human the black human the african human because it's time it's about time. It yes. is. Yes. Marcus. Thank, Thank you, everyone. Marcus. Good Thank night. You. <laughs>